Hello and again, welcome to Romancing Our Stones, your male survival guide to media and pop culture that your girl will most likely drag you to. This is Alex, and here with me I have... Matt. Matt. Can you dig it? <laughs> um, Big episode, because we are wrapping up... Married at First Sight. Maths. Which was probably six episodes too long. Agreed. But... We enjoy them nonetheless, mm-hmm. but when you're when you're mapping out a podcast show that recaps it, and you have seventeen hours of content, it definitely uh, <laughs> spins your head a little bit. I feel like we've been talking about this for a long time, so we appreciate you guys hanging out with us. And we're open to critique. If we missed anything you want us to address, you can always hit us up. Yeah, if we missed a twenty minute segment of the show that you really wanted to talk about. We'll even have you on. Yeah, come on on. We'll talk about it. <laughs> we like jabbing John about this stuff. Exactly. So um, we're finishing the show, season nine on Netflix, available now. We're going to do the final three episodes, 14, 15, and 16. Which is the wrap-up, the reunion. Which is the reunion, and they call it the finale. The finale. Yeah. Uh, it's taped two months after the show ends taping. Um, so we're doing that today, but... Um, before we get in, we really want to thank the sponsor of our show for the Married at First Sight uh, series. That's Wash Park Lending, Justin at Wash Park Lending. Um, visit your mortgage professionals at Wash Park Lending to get your home loan done the right way. Justin at Wash Park Lending will take a consultative approach to your home mortgage and your make sure that you're getting as comfortable a service and you're confident with every step of the process. With rates as low as 2.75% and hovering at all-time low, there really is no better time or more perfect time to refinance or buy a new home. Yeah. Visit www.washparklending.com. Click on the contacts page, find Justin, see his number, give him a call, tell him what you want to do, and he can help guide you and make the right steps uh, in that whole process. So reach out to Justin at www.washparklending.com. NMLS number one nine five two six zero eight. So this is a heavy episode. So I brought a heavy beer for us to drink. Can't wait. Where did where did you uh where did you go to grace us with this beer? Uh, I went to River North Brewing in Colorado. Uh, there's an area of Denver called River North, which they abbreviate to Rhino. Rhino. Uh, yep. That's where a lot of the major bars and breweries are up there. It's kind of the the area that got a facelift and now it's all hip, cool, and modern. Uh, yeah. This is their Colorado IPA. They describe it as hoppy, joyous, and juicy, which is what my ex used to call me. <laughs> and it is 7.1% volume, alcohol by volume. Um, it's got a lot of flavor to it. So I thought since we have heavy decisions on our heart, we should have a heavy beer on our gullet. Yeah. So I agree. Here, cheers. Alex Cheers. and I talked before the show. Um, Spoiler alert. <laughs> we talk outside of this podcast. What? Um, we, since there's not a lot that happens in episode four. Oh, that's light. Yeah. <clears throat> Why are your nipples so hard? Why can I see that? It's a cold beer, Matt. <laughs> um, we thought since 14 was really just more of the same, you know, you were, you were kind of griping about these episodes towards the end. <sighs> yeah. Uh, I guess I really shouldn't be griping about them because it's coming up to decision day, so they're really playing up the decision. And so the episode fourteen is really our 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 main cast of characters reuniting with their families or confidants or friends, and and either gaining insight into 
their spouse by way of, you know, like for, for Jamie's example, he, he met with Mario, who was best, like best friend. Yeah. Right. Um, or, or in some cases you might have Iris getting together with her mom and her sister. Right. So all characters we've seen before through the series, but we're just having that they've already had this conversation, right? And it's just, it's just the weight is now heavier in, but, but you're still addressing the same things. If you've been following us, you know, through this whole series, the same concerns they've been having are just being rehashed again, brought up again saying, all right, but do you think you can say yes tomorrow? And right? they kept it pretty nebulous for everyone besides Iris. Iris, they had her decision to stay married stated in the episode before the decision. Yeah. Everyone else, they were kind of like, they, yeah, they edited it to make it be like, yeah, whether or not they did answer or not answer to their friends and confidants. Or... The only one they showed was Iris, which I thought was an interesting decision. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but we thought since there's not a ton going on, we'll just kind of talk about the couples as a whole, their decisions and what we thought worked in the relationship, what we thought didn't. Um, so I think that's kind of really just bring it to the decisions. Because again, 14 was just a, again, if you've been following the episodes and you've been following the show with us. All the stuff that you know that they're struggling with, and then you know, kind of our takes on it. So let's just, yeah, I'd say let's get right into fifteen. We'll cover sixteen, the reunion, briefly too. But um, let's start first with I think the easiest one to cover is going to be Matt and Amber. They boo, boo. Insert insert boos from a court you know, from yeah. a crowd voice. Let's do that later. Yeah, yeah, in post. Post. Yeah. Um, so I came to no surprise that. They decided to stay married and they love each other and they're still married to this day. Yes. I think that, oh wait. And Matt, Matt wore, Matt wore a chastity belt when he's out with the boys. Yeah. And only one of those statements I said are true. They chose to get a divorce both unanimously. (laughs) Um, but they're still married to this day. I just, you know, read because Matt refuses to sign the divorce papers. So I was wondering, which, which I think is a manipulative power takeaway. And she calls because he out. doesn't want it either. Like she what is calls he? him out for, like, okay, you big man, like you got it, you got me. I want to move on with my life, and I can't because you won't sign these papers. Yep. And um, I was wondering because I was watching the show, and I was thinking, do you think there's a prenup entwined in the show? Like if you get divo- if you choose to be divorced within the eight week period, then you're not, they're not entitled to assets. I, I would hope so. I think like just to protect everybody involved, right? Like, you know, the di- dispersion of assets is, is predetermined based on what you guys already had. Nobody gets anybody's property. Nobody like, there's no, no legal lease to steal anything. It's like, nope, what you, what you have before the eight week process is what you separate with. I think that, I mean, I think that makes the most sense. It does. And that's why they move, have moved into like a communal apartment where it's furnished and. But in some cases people like, like, uh, was it Jamie? who was like, yeah, like we know we're, we're living in her, her place. I got rid of my place. Like, Oh, like he's got more to lose in this case. Yeah. So, I mean, So. so, um, turns out, uh, Amber's friend Raven told her that she saw Matt out you know, with another girl and leaving with her. Yep. It became very apparent that Matt was having relationships on the side during this whole filming process. Well, I think you also find out too that like he's out almost every other night. Yes. It's not even just like, because we only see on the show like two times where he doesn't come home. Yeah, and apparently it's... Apparently it's, it's a regular occurrence. And I think that, you know, outside of him being the worst human being since Jessica from Love is Blind. Yeah. Um, Gosh. It's like he didn't even take this process seriously because he 
he was more worried about his boys and his singular sing, single bachelor lifestyle. If you're not ready to get married, if you're not ready to give up that aspect of yourself, you know, why sign up? Why sign up in the first place? Now yeah. you, it's, it's still important for a male to retain, retain his male companionship and friendships while he's married, but it's not, you don't need to go out with the boys. And I, I, I was laughing to myself in the sense that they sat him down with another one of his boys that he goes out with. Yeah. That he knows that he knows exactly what he's doing. And he's saying like, Hey man, you got to figure it out. And he's like, Amber's clingy. Annoying. Annoying. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, man, totally get it. That's why you were pounding that chick, you know, (laughs) just wanted you. They they edited that out for the sake of the show. (laughs) And what the hell do girls see in this guy? I mean, he literally... He's tall, apparently, right? I mean, I always see all these jokes, these memes about guys that are over six feet versus guys that aren't. But he honestly looks like that chicken from Stuart Little standing on stilts. (laughs) Or like like that alien in Men in Black that's like the tiny one inside the overly large body. Like, he... I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't get it. And his singing songs are just atrocious. (sighs) And I just... I mean... All I can say is, I you knew you knew it wasn't gonna work out. You knew one of them was gonna say no, even before you find out that he's been most likely sleeping around. And when he's when you could just see it in her eyes, whenever he would talk about, man, it's been a crazy journey. Like she Stressful. she always she always look away and she always looked like she like she it was honestly it was heartbreaking because like she could tell she it was like just pure sorrow. Like yeah. her expression was just pure sorrow because. She knew that she wasn't. And she got destroyed through the process. She did. She did. And I've, I'm mad at the show for not stepping in to protect her. Yeah. And she's not without flaw. I mean, she she made a lot. She was it takes too, two to tango. It takes two to tango. She was too, how do I put it? Forgiving. She was too lenient. She was not standing up for herself. Well, she didn't also communicate herself either. She didn't communicate her frustrations truly to him. She always, she always kind of give him, like I said, she always kind of let him off the hook, or or she'd just be passive aggressive about it. Like, just speak your mind. Yeah. Like, and that I think my biggest frustration with them as a couple was it was never they never gave a they never gave a yes or no answer to a yes or no question. No, no one did. No, eh, I'd say Keith did. I like Keith did. I, I, Jamie because he's so like engineer mindset, like he's so blunt. Yeah. But like. I would argue that they that but they were the worst. They never spoke directly and honestly whenever they were asking each other questions or whenever the co- you know the therapists were asking questions. And I think it was good because at the reunion, you, well, you saw um, Amber. She's in a studio apartment. She has a dog, and she's like seemed like she had a little bit of confidence. When I mean, she talked about the whole thing, she didn't disparage Matt. She's saying I learned a lot about myself until the reunion show she kind of was more on the offensive rightfully so yes and um matt just sat there he's like i knew after the first 15 minutes it wasn't going to work out which again imagine how that must make her feel and she does ask him again because you can tell again you can tell she has learned something because she did then bring it up like then why didn't you just say something yeah because amber the night he came back after being gone for 48 hours would have not asked that would have not have brought that up, right? And called him out and put him on the spot, right? Yeah. She'd have been like, oh, like that's a bummer, you know? But hey, but you know, hey, you're entitled to your opinions. No, why didn't you just, why did you drag me through this then, you dick? <laughs> that's no what joke, she should have said. Seriously. But. And, and something that 
irks me too is that, you know, he was so caught up on the divorce of his parents where he treated marriage so terribly in the whole process. Yeah. Like, how does he have any leg to stand on? And you you, you start to wonder. <laughs> Bingo. You start to wonder. What he did to her was cruel. Like, yes. make no bones about it. What he did to her was cruel. Yeah. And the fact that he doesn't have a relationship with his family, I wonder whose decision that is. Mm-hmm. Do you ever think of, like, the flip side? Like, maybe he's not the one calling the shots, and maybe he his family distanced him? Yeah. P- potentially. Or... I mean, I would. Or it's a learned behavior, and they, you know, hopefully not, but may, I mean, it could be a very unhealthy familial relationship where, again, what he did was cruel to her. And maybe, maybe that family is cruel to each other in a number of ways. And then they just, then, then they just, dis- they discommunicate or they, they, they dislocate. I did laugh though when they were packing up their apartment after they made their decision. Both pictures of Matt that were on the uh, on the, the refrigerator. No, not no, not the oh. refrigerator. The in the bedroom on the nightstands. Oh, oh, he had a picture of him dunking and a picture of him doing something else. They were both on his side <laughs> of the bed. Basketball stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it was all on his side of the bed. She's she's done putting up with this charade, uh, and uh, <laughs> I, I I thought it was good that they're not together and my heart breaks for her that he won't sign the papers yes and I, I just hope that she finds a quality dude cause like again she had her own parts and she's gotta learn right Yeah. And, and, and I think you know the blessing in disguise here is that I think she has learned she learned a tough lesson and I would argue that hopefully she finds a dude that's maybe it's her best friend <laughs> <laughs> trying to get out of that friend Raven. zone. Raven. Time for you to swoop in, bud. Yeah. Pun intended. Make, make, make that grand gesture, right? Yeah, man. Um, but I would argue, hopefully, or not argue, but I would hope that she finds a solid dude that can just be not mad. Like somebody that actually cares about her. Yeah. And treats her right. So that's my wish for him. Well, but long voyage on. to Matt and Amber. Just like... Uh, Jamie and what's her what's her face from the singing show? Jamie and oh yeah, wow, uh, what was that guy's name? He was the worst. Trevor. Trevor. Yeah. Trevor. I'm glad we never have to speak of Matt ever again. Yes. Oh gosh. So um, let's talk about the shocker of the season, I think, and that is that Jamie and Elizabeth uh, decided to stay together. <laughs> Um, they are gluttons for punishment. Apparently, they are probably into. He's a sexaholic, so he's probably into BDSM. I because he likes to be belittled, and that's something that he likes. And she likes to be with someone that's so matter of fact and blunt that they are yin and yang, for sure. I, I, I at first thought, and I think again, we can go back to the previous episodes where I legitimately was was leaning more on the fact that maybe. Beth might be weaponizing him from like a sex standpoint and like making it seem like he's like, this like nympho. Like yet here we are again in these last two and, th- and three episodes, quite frankly. And all it seems to be about like their main point of contention or contention is this sex act. Yeah. That- <laughs> and I'm just like, and he still has a problem with it. They've already addressed this. I- and I'm just like, how many times is like does he expect something every day? Because 
I was not on that boat with like, because no. again, and Beth tends to be very like, she like, she tends to exaggerate. We'll just say that, right? Yeah. What? Her? <laughs> she tends to my exaggerate. Bethy? My Beth Bice? Yeah. <laughs> she, so she tends oh, by the way, are you living your Beth Bice life? No. No. Okay. No. I don't want to live my Beth Bice life. I can't adult today. I'm living my <laughs> Beth Bice life. Mermaid life. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told Alex <laughs> off the air that, you know, Elizabeth looks like she's Ariel the mermaid if Ariel gave up. <laughs> Um, a whole new world. And, oh wait, that's Aladdin. And, yeah. Speaking of Aladdin, <laughs> you know, uh, I think that yes. uh, Jamie looks like the genie of Will Smith wasn't casted. <laughs> the so, white genie. <laughs> so, uh, um, anyway, I digress. Uh, I did like how um, G- Elizabeth's mom said, "You're not easy." Yes. So. Mom knows her daughter. Yeah, so she wasn't mincing words there. And I like that there was, she was based enough to not just be 100% on her daughter's side, which, again, don't be wrong. When you have to choose a side, you're going to choose your daughter's side, right? But, like, in order to help her grow, you've got to be able to say, hey, like, you're you're not the easiest person to live with either. Trust me, I raised you. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I thought that was, I thought that was Props a good pers- to her mom there. perspective for Elizabeth to have. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the experts were blown away at that, that they were staying together. They're kind of uh, like <laughs> this. This couple, wasn't in the script. <laughs> for the other couple that says agreed to stay married, they had the champagne on ice. Yeah, you know, I think for this one they're kind of like, oh, they they were waiting for the, the clock to run. Where's out. the champagne? Yeah, yeah. Um, and we found at the reunion that they, um, although they broke up once, yes, they're still together and they're now living in San Francisco and still married to um, each other each other and and not divorced and i my mind's still blown because they literally i feel like re-watching parts of the show rehashed some arguments that they had mm-hmm. because elizabeth started going into this like attack mode and jamie was kind of looking at it jamie was smug and, mm-hmm. that, and that's the way that he comes off. And I don't know if that's because he's a, an engineer and he's kind of like a guff guy. He, I don't think he has a, he doesn't have a range of emotions. Like that's all, that's the or only empathy. emotion he has. Yeah. Or empathy, yeah. So, but I feel like, you know, like I thought that they would be done today based on everything, but they seem to be still together. Rehash some things. She started getting this little like, no, mode, no. Ask me a question. Pretend you're the host. Yes. I mean, no, yeah. the host, the, the host, like put down his card in in the reunion. He's the like, host was prying for answers. She's like, no, and she's like, I don't want to answer you right now. Like, no, I, I'm not. Well, I don't want to go there. Stop asking me questions. And I understand the people that are like, it was a time in my life. I act a certain way. I'm not proud of it, and I'm moving on. I don't want to discuss anymore. But you're you're on a TV show that's nationally televised. Here's your chance to defend yourself. Well, and you signed or, up for this, sweetheart. Yeah, <laughs> like that's true too. I mean. But I felt bad for that. I felt bad for the hose because he was like, all right, I'm going to tuck this card in the back and we'll go on to Matt and Amber. Yeah. And then Matt didn't answer any questions. Yeah. He just sat there and he's kind of like literally looking around like, I said my piece. <laughs> I, uh, I'm here. I, uh, I would not be surprised if that host is like, yeah, I'm not doing this show again. Sorry. Peace. Well, I don't know who that is. So I think he'll do it again next year, next season. <laughs> Washington, D.C., which apparently is already airing. Is it? Yeah. Do you think they'll have it on Netflix? Because like I... They'll have it. I would go another season with this. They'll have it next soon, I think. Um, but yeah, they're still together. All right, and, here, uh, knowing what we know from what the editors have pieced together from the show that we've watched, since they are going through with staying married and going to live this life, healthy or unhealthy relationship? Unhealthy. Thank, yes, I agree completely. 
<laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> not not that they're not that they are. Not that there's no hope or anything like that, but right now they they really need to work through some stuff about. And again, it goes back to communication. Yeah, they don't communicate in a loving way. One side doesn't show empathy. No, no matter how you edit it, they still sling poison at each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, and there's no way that that could be manipulated the way some of the things that were said. But you know there is, which I I do believe there's less pressure on a marriage when there's not a, a time frame or a TV camera or a TV camera. Yep. So how much of that was chicken and the egg? Did those did those issues come because you're forced to be at a NASCAR event and you're forced to do this thing and you need to force to be videotaped and explain and constantly talk about your feelings or whatever? Yeah, maybe. you know. But then you have other couples that didn't have an issue with it, so I can't really tell. But I think that I, I the think, pressure goes away if because because I think the time constraint bears those open nerves and flicks them. If you know what I'm saying, right? Or it's like it'll it, it'll exacerbate these issues more, and it'll bring those to the forefront sooner rather than later because of the time constraint. It's like a puzzle that you have to solve within a within a time clock, and you're working with another person, and then the buzzer goes off, and all it is is how do you feel about the puzzle? Do you want to keep working on it? As it were, some That's people are kind of like, if I don't finish this puzzle by the buzzer, then my 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 puzzle's ruined. I'm walking away. Yeah. So yeah, who knows? I mean, I think that. Um, you know, if you don't have your partner committing to you and you have this looming decision date, mm-hmm. I think that your mind will probably work overtime to where every, you're going to be looking at every interaction, every conversation, every this or that, where a lot of their issues were, were fundamental issues. Her rudeness to servers, like you mentioned last, last show, his, um, you know, no guff, no empathy, a point of dressing things, his, his rude words, her overreactions, like them use, I mean, they kind of like they use divorce. He used divorce as a weapon. She used sex as a weapon. Mm-hmm. If that time frame goes away, does that get off the table? Yeah. I don't know. Well, and, and I mentioned this, I think in the, in the previous episode from last week was like, I think, cause again, I wasn't expecting them to say yes, both. Right. And I think for me, it's, I think I said something along the lines of like, you know, if they were to go through it, the only way, because every time when they were about ready to just call it quits was right when they had either Dr. Pepper or Viviana step in and like moderate and mediate a conversation and arbitrate a conversation between the two of them. And then they're on sky, you know, cloud cloud nine after that. Right. And and so it's like, honestly, hopefully if they're self-aware about each other and their relationship, you know, and themselves as a single unit, I would be like, we're going to a, a sex and marriage therapist once a week now, it, to it, make sure that we are not fucking up. Pardon my French. <laughs> the seven point one's getting to me. We oui, weave, oui. <laughs> but that you know to make sure that we're not again spinning venom or whatever, spinning poison. What you said, right? Where it's like because they they tend to just weaponize some very mean words and and threats of just ending the marriage. Yeah, and it's like that's not healthy. And so I'm I that'd be my only my only suggestion to them seek therapy <laughs> seek therapy you heard it here first folks um well i know this is like a year old so you didn't hear it here first <laughs> but you heard it from us here first um let's tackle um keith and iris yeah so this uh so when i initially saw this 
I was surprised because I thought, you know, Iris decides to stay married. Keith decides to get a divorce. Okay, I was going to say surprised in what? Surprised surprised that that they didn't both say yes. I think Keith saying no was a surprise because... But now that I look back and I rewatch some episodes because I'm diligent about my job here, they were setting pro bono folks. Yeah, they were setting up the table for Keith to say no for a while, and Keith was very explicit in things that were bothering her. The thing that I did not like is that they twist. I felt like they twisted Keith's words. Mm-hmm. And I completely understand where Keith is coming from when he says she's not emotionally mature. She does not have enough relational experience. And I don't want to be the person to navigate that. And he has every right to say that. And that's not a knock on Iris. That's not a no. knock on Keith. It's just that, you know, when Keith wanted a secret and she talked about give it, swallowing a quarter, you know, that's... Or or when you know kiss kiss your partner anywhere and she just kisses him on the shoulder, or, like and it's a peck. Or or when he, she asked him about what's your favorite sexual position and then she cringed and she's like, you know, like I get what he's saying. He's it's not all about sex. No. It's just like I can't drag you to the promised land where you need to be I, to be in a healthy relationship. Well, how he described it is the best. Again, like I don't know how how I don't know how else he needed to describe it because I felt like you know the the therapists you know and the you know the hosts and Iris pinned him in this corner of like it's because she's a virgin. No, it's because look, if you are ready, if you're a male and you are ready for marriage and you're emotionally and physically and you know, spiritually ready to spend the rest of your life with a person, and you're dating a girl who's not there in any of those ways. You're not gonna marry them, yes, because they're not ready. And I think that's and you said it. He's like she, you know, she was not in a place. She still had some growing to do, and I don't want to be that person to do that with her. Like I'm not that. I'm not that person. She's got to get ready on her own time. He's ready for marriage. She, quite frankly, wasn't. She can say she's ready for marriage, yeah, but she isn't until she gets over this, you know. And again, it has nothing to do with the fact that she's a virgin. Yeah. It, she can't handle a, a, a sensual moment. So she really struggles with that. It's ready, like, ready for this? Yeah. It's not because she has a virgin body, it's because she has a virgin mindset. Hmm. And the like virgin that. mindset precludes her from exploring her sensuality, new, deeper intimacy topics, which is a cornerstone of a marriage I feel like where not the actual act act yeah you know you can make that fun in a marriage you can make it a chore in a marriage you can do whatever you want to do with that in a marriage but laying on a couch and expressing your past without fear of retribution is an aspect of marriage mm-hmm. which she was not ready to do mm-hmm. nor I'm not sure if she's ever really ready to accept mm-hmm. because she has no skeletons in her closet so to yeah speak. yeah i mean she, i'm sure she does that's i mean that's a huge ass you know keith probably does not have the comfort that he can approach her with something that's bothering him if it's going to offend her sensibility and she she had proven to him time and time again that that was the case when he did try and be vulnerable with her like i think that's that's the other aspect and especially for a guy 
right? Especially for a man to be vulnerable and then to be met with a ew or a like, oh, I don't want to talk about that. Or like, it, it's it's still a form of rejection. Yeah. And when and, and I'm sure there's plenty of women here that are listeners that would be like, I would wish my man would be more vulnerable in some ways. You think that that's going to be easy for Keith to be vulnerable the next time with Iris, let alone another woman. Yeah. And that's and that's where I give Keith a lot of credit for continually being vulnerable through this process, despite the reactions that she that he got from Iris. Yep. And again, not that not that Iris was being wrong in those senses. No, she's but she not. she's still entitled to her opinion. She's still entitled to like, but it comes back down to again to that maturity level where it just wasn't there. She she would have been better off by saying, wow, okay, well, that's a little bit uncomfortable for me to hear, but thank you for sharing. That would have gone light years ahead for Keith. Yeah. As opposed to the way that she did react, which was visceral, which was an ill or like, ugh, shaking and like, phys- like physically shaking and being like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Correct. Like, in that way, like she was wrong. In, and again, it's, it's fine to be honest with your feelings and that's how she felt, but compose yourself for a second say, hey, you know what? I, it's uncomfortable for me to hear right now, but I want to thank you for being open with me. Because again, guys aren't always vulnerable with, with, yeah. with even their wives in this case, right? And, and, and something that I think that is important too is that you go through life, relational experience, I didn't take that as him saying that sexually. It's not, because they, no. they made it sound sexual. Like she doesn't well, have enough sexual experience. Well, they pinned him in that they, they, they painted him in that, that corner. corner, but relational experience is important. You need to have your heart broken, and it sucks in the moment, but it makes you stronger in your convictions of what you want. You have to have someone that cheats on you. You have to um, be presented with opportunities to cheat and turn them down, hopefully. You have to have all these experiences before you. It's like, you know, I'm lucky I'm dating a flight attendant, my girlfriend's a flight attendant, because I have a lot of baggage. And she deals with it all the time, you know, like, but Mm -hmm. at the same time, you have to go through that. You can't start at the starting line and expect to have a healthy marriage because she's going to go through all those things with Keith. And that's, I think that's what he's saying is like, I'm going to do something that's going to make you upset and you're going to want to end it because you haven't realized what it feels like to have your heart broken and working through something or recognize when things won't work. That's the first relational experience that we have. You and I are going to have this, we may end up having sex. All of a sudden, it's going to be entirely on me. Be Due to your lack of experience of working through, you know, maybe you go through something that was uncomfortable or, or you didn't like and you don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, and all of a sudden you're going to demonize Keith because, you know, he's like, hey, I want to do my raw dog from behind move that I love. Mm-hmm. And you maybe don't like that. And you don't know how to address that. Where like, there's there's a lot of things in here that, you know, like... You, you, you touch on the point, and, and I, again, I, I'm going back to the point of vulnerability. And I think that sex is one of the ultimate physical expressions of vulnerability, right? You're naked, literally, and... Well done. And metaphorically speaking, right? And through the show, in retrospect, it's just kind of coming in my thought process right now, like when Iris was met with moments, or not just moments, opportunities to be vulnerable relationally, emotionally, spiritually with Keith, she didn't step up. Never. She never opened herself up to vulnerability she's, with Keith. She when stepped Keith, up when his grandma died. 
Yes. But yes. that was to support him as a person. Yes. But, but that wasn't for the growth of them. That was for the protection of him. As yes. A, which you would do And she's that, a great person. She's a good person. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 And that's yeah, something yeah. that you would hope that somebody would do, especially yeah. that you were dating, to be like, I am here for you. Right? But in the exercises continually, you know, it, it, and again, and she did take steps to try and get there. I think... It, it, it's not again. It's not the sex. It's not the you know the, the the you know her virginity. I think it was the fact that she took a little bit too late to show him that she was willing to work towards that. Correct. And she had to be told. Yes. Yes. Well, it wasn't something that the the movement that they made mandated the physical <laughs> yeah. wasn't because it was upon her heart. It was asked of by a professional. Well, and, and what, what and I, I give her props for giving doing the work. Yes, absolutely. It shows that she was dedicated, and she, again, she did want to stay married, right? She was in it to win it, and, and, and but again, I think it comes back to the point of without a sex therapist giving her exercises, it would take vulnerability. It would take her to be willing to be vulnerable with Keith to say. I am not good at this. I don't know what to do next. Can we explore things together? Correct. Right? I don't think without a sex therapist, again, without a mandated exercise, if that's going to happen from her. And that's where I think Keith is struggling with being able to say, yes, I want to fight for this and keep going because it's a lot, it's a lot of heavy lifting on his side. Meanwhile, he's the one that's being deprived of a full marriage. Yep. And that's what it comes down to. He's not getting a full marriage out of it. Like his mom asked him in the previous episode, he's not enjoying he's not happy. it. He's, he's not, not happy. happy. And, and and he left the door open during filming that maybe him and Iris can reconnect down the line. But he tried to shut the door in the reunion show or the finale show. The host and her ganged up on him, which I thought was unfair because he was trying to delicately dance around her feelings and, yes. but, and then he got to a point in time where he had to give which, a definitive nose. Yes, and, which Viviana kind of hammered on earlier, right? It's like, hey, don't bail her out. Like, talk, like, if you have an issue, explain it. So he still danced around her feelings. But I, I think that, I mean, if he was a dickhead the entire time, then I'd probably be like, oh, poor Iris. But he, yes. was, he did the best he could to deal with this thing that was so important to her. Um, but they made it all about that. When when he ultimately he was being respectful of her, and then when it came time to make a decision whether to stay together or not, he said no yeah. respectfully because he could have told her the entire time, "Yes, I'm going to stay with you. Let's do it." I don't. He didn't do that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and like, yeah, again, it goes back to our, our previous conversations around like he could have been a dick and forced the issue, but then he'd be. I mean, but you don't want to be that guy either. No. And then and then they ask him if they had he had sex. Within the two months, who cares? Yeah, and I also think it's like, and I, I wouldn't blame him at all if in his mind he's thinking like, "F you." <laughs> I saw his face, and he's like, "Are you are you kidding me?" Right? Yeah, now? It's yeah, not important. Yeah, but oh well. So we're we're running. <laughs> we're, it, was, it was unfair to him. I think he got a short end of the stick at the end of that that the series. Got, here. We got one more couple here, and we got the meaty scale and the overall stones rating episode and series yeah so we got a lot to get to here um we want to make sure we get you back to school in proper amount of time greg and diana <laughs> stayed together yep not overly surprising though no uh, they, they're my front runners 
towards the end of the series, not at the beginning. Yeah. Um, but they had a strong base of communication. They had a strong base of mutual understanding. They knew where each other, like where they were, like emotionally, relationally. When, you know, if you say, you know, hey, I wish Alex was a bit nicer to me on the podcast. And I said, I you know what? I need to be a bit nicer to Matt on the podcast. We're on the same page. That's We know each other pretty well, right? It's, yes. From that perspective, you look handsome by the way today. I didn't know if I'm not here. Um, I think from that perspective, they they were the healthiest relationship. Yeah. So it didn't surprise me that they both agreed. And and I the you know I don't want to diminish their accomplishment because this is this is what the show is about mm-hmm. and pairing people unlikely people together that makes sense and that was them. They took the steps necessary to he gave. He gave her space on her weird no compliment request. And then he did until an expert intervened and said, that's weird, Deanna. And he, like, they got to know each other as people first. And, mm-hmm. and all those, there's creepy sex jet, Greg. You know, like. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's you know, horny Greg, there's which is horny, a bit creepy. There's horny, creepy Greg. And then, you know, there's uh, standoffish Deanna, but. They took. They communicated. They recognized our faults. They wanted to get better. Um, and I was shocked in the reunion to find out that Deanna was the first to say that she loves him. That shocked me too. I was like, wow. I thought Greg totally would have been there first. And the fact that Greg didn't respond right away was interesting too. Because yeah. I felt like Greg was smitten from the beginning. And I felt that Greg was... I, I, could, I, I would have thought that Greg would have been the person that maybe like knew he loved her first. But wanted to make sure that she was there. And then he would have said, good, because I love you too. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, thank God. I love you too. Yeah. I, I would have pinned Greg in that like like corner first as opposed to the no response, like I don't know how I feel or whatever he was, right? I, that was shocking to me. Yeah. And she got she moved her sofa into his beanbag room. So. Yes. There's furniture there now. But the beanbag served the purpose because that's where she first said that she loves him. Yep. Um, and he first said that he loved her once she found his Ray-Ban sunglasses, which... You know, hey. Which I'm looking for mine right now. I think they're in my office. If I find them, will you love me? I love you already. (laughs) I told you 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 looked handsome today, didn't you? What's that? I told you you looked handsome today, didn't I? You always do. (laughs) You always make me feel so special. Like the only man on the... Too bad you're taken now. Like the only guy (laughs) in the podcast. Um... (laughs) But uh, you know, and they're still together today, and I'm and I'm happy for them. Yes, and I'm happy that. Um, and so are so are Greg and, or Jamie and Beth. They're still together too. That's a fifty percent success rate. So, <laughs> yeah. and well, Matt and Amber are still married. They're still together too. They're still married. <laughs> so, Poor girl. success? Poor girl. Question mark. Oh, I don't know, but uh, that kind of wraps up the series, and you know, we want again. This whole series was sponsored by Wash Park Landing, Justin at Wash Park Landing. Really want to thank him for his sponsorship of this episode. Mm-hmm. If you want um, an opportunity to advertise on our show, um, feel free to reach out to us on any of our instant our social medias. Um, but we want to thank Wash Park Lending. You know, if you are in the market to refinance or buy a new home in the Denver area or Colorado area, you know, Justin at Wash Park Lending is going to make sure that you're taken care of. He's really concerned about 
finding the deal that's right for you, making sure you understand your commitments that you're getting into and make sure that it's the best decision for you and your family. So go to www.washparklending.com, hit contacts, search Justin's name and give him a call or an email if you're looking to refinance or purchase a new home. Rates are low right now. Money is cheap. So do not uh, dally on reaching out to him. And whether you're just putting your toe in the market or you're super serious, it's good to know where you stand on a relational level, like married at first sight, or on a financial level in terms of purchasing a home. Rates we- have nowhere to go but up at this point. So, so- make sure you give him a call. Uh, like I said, washparklending.com. Contacts Justin, company NMLS number 1952608. So we're going to do into our stones rating here, and uh, we have two stones rating to give. Um, episode. Yes. And series. Episode and then series. And Deal. then we have the meaty scale, which we've been all dying for, for this whole series. And we're, now the brand new vegan scale. No, we're dropping the vegan scale, <laughs> we're man. dropping it. So one episode, huh? I only know Tofurky, man. It, like, was this an eggplant parmesan? I have no it'll, idea. It'll be in our in our uh, RO Stones guys trivia once we become a huge sensation over the next 30 years. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I, I have a hard time with vegans because even broccoli screams when you tear it from the ground. So, um, no, no, that's the great Ari Gold from Entourage. I can't take credit for that joke. Um, but uh, Stone's rating for the episode, I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it, mm, <laughs> I, I, I literally, my head went one stone and then I went two stones. I'm going to give it one stone. Same here. One stone. Again, maybe because they dragged out into three episodes which they probably could do honestly in one they could have just put the decisions and then the reunion in the same episode for an hour long episode we watched two hours too many yeah so I I give it one stone so that's two stones out of four for the final three episodes but um, I don't think that takes away from the series the series I give two stones myself hands down this is your first Married at First Sight's experience isn't it yes super entertaining and are are you in for the next season oh heck yeah yeah, I want to see what kind of corrupt politicians they bring on to this se- this season. Well, I, I I think like I said, I give so I give it uh, a f- two stones. Alex gives it two stones for the series. That's four stone series. I like this series a lot because it it makes you think. And it, whether wherever you are in the process of your relationship, if you're single, if you're in a relationship, if you're married, there's a lot of great takeaways you can have from it. You know, oh, and um, it sparked so many, so much dialogue, even just between me and my wife, about like, that's wrong or this is right. I like that, or you know, it, it. it and again, I mean, it's one. It's an actual series where I feel like you can pick up some notes. Yeah, and, uh, for and, your and own, you got to keep working on yourself to get better. So yes, um, where does this come down on the highly vaulted media scale? I, I episodes first. Oh yeah, episode first meaty scale. Oh gosh, it was a it was a single slice of of sandwich turkey meat. <laughs> wow, you would feel like that would, there. You feel like that would correlate to a zero stones, but okay. So it's a it's a it's a single slice of deli, but it's a delicious slice of turkey meat. But is it is it is it seasoned a certain way? Smoked, smoked, pepper, S- smoked pepper, cracked cracked pepper, buffalo turkey. <laughs> Southwestern is a is a tasty slice of turkey. I'll, okay. get, I'll get it that much, but it wasn't a lot of meat on that. But not a whole lot of meat. You know, you roll it up and it's a snack. Now, so. what about what about the entire episode or the series? series? Yeah. I, I, no, I'd say that's a it's a 
I'd say it's a nice, expensive, 16-ounce filet, mm. for sure. Bacon-wrapped. Mm. Bacon-wrapped. Yeah. So there's meat on top of the meat. That's the that's the last three episodes. Thin, it, thin, thin it, piece of meat. It's a little is it Oscar bacon. style, or are you getting some crab on the top, too? Or No. no, no. We know how you feel about fish. No, <laughs> no crab on top. No, I like crab, but no crab on top. It's, you know, maybe a little mushroom sauce, you know, a little, okay. but, you know. That's going back to the vegan scale, so. Yeah, we don't talk about veggies here. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. We're, you know, we're going to, um, next week we're going to have a little pre-bachelor at sit down, just kind of chit-chat, catch up. We're going to draft our, our, our men. Yeah, right? so we're going to get ready for our fantasy league. And if you thought we were funny during the bachelor we get we're we're gonna be critiquing men, yeah. Which gives us a free reign to be as brutal as possible. <laughs> we can rip these. I guys. always felt weird like criticizing women for their actions. Yes, but since they're men, like I'm not gonna hold back. Yeah, I wouldn't say we're walking on eggshells, but we're making sure that we're we're not being as blunt as we we're can not being be. Rude, like with the men. Yeah, yeah we, we're we can be. Being, we're gonna be rude with the men. We're gonna be rude. We're gonna we're gonna bring it all. And no man gonna, is safe on this season no, coming up. No. No, so um, <laughs> we're gonna have that coming up. Be sure to follow us on Ro Stones at Ro Stones guys for Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, yeah. and um, and uh, we're, we're gonna look at for fun things towards the Bachelor. So, um, but we're glad that Married at First Sight was an pleasurable experience. Got yep. a bacon wrap, sixteen ounce fillet. Overall, even though we were throwing a slice of deli meat <laughs> for the last couple episodes, but um, that's what the bacon represents—is the, the the skinny episodes that were thrown in there. Okay, so okay, there you have it. So you heard it here first. Um, we're looking forward to talking to you here soon. But have a great week. Take care. <laughs>